I don't even understand the reference. If I talk about Alex, he starts calling. You can call me Alex. Always in there. I told you when he went to the toilets. So he's in the, He's walking down the corridor going. And then he gets into the toilet, and as the door closes, he must think he's in a soundproof barrier. He just starts belting out, ooh, ooh. Man walks down the street and says, what? And the whole corridor, people just go, what the fuck is singing while they're in the shit up? I probably thought Chevy was here. The best part of that is when he goes to put his cup. There's like a bongo stand. He thinks it's a coffee table. And he gets his cup, and he just, and it just falls through the thicker, and it doesn't bat an eyelid. Still <laughs> clicking his fingers, mate. Chevy. <laughs> Love it. Welcome to episode ah, 12 off. of Sean, the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by the MGA Traffic Consultants. They're bidding for things you ain't ever heard about. This week, things <laughs> happened in sport and we'll talk about them. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Hello, Fabian. Buona sera, ragazzi. And Alex Billen. G'day, all. Hello, Alex. Hello. Uh, I think we're going to start off with AFL as Fabian derobes. Um... Where are we going to go, Faye? I think we're going to talk about what rule changes. Oh, well, are they called rule changes or are they called game... Ad- game adjustments. Game, yeah, game, game adjustments. adjustments. They had a meeting. You know what? They were at AFL House until 11, 11.30 last night. Whiteboard. They were <clears throat> chucking words up on the whiteboard. It's not a change. It's not threatening. We're not proposing. This This isn't a big deal. It's an alteration. It's like getting a pair of pants taken up. Right. We all have to be calm. That's what we've been told. Yeah. So Gary, Gary Hockey... Is it six key things that they're... What's Gary Hawking's brother's name? Steve Hawking. Steve Hawking. <laughs> so Steve Hawking's come out and said, what do they have? Like, you know, he, look, he looks like Gary Hawking in a fitted suit and with a nice haircut. <laughs> to go a little bit off off already. Do you remember the footage of Gary Hawking falling down getting the, the hot dog yeah. and falling down the ramp? <laughs> That's amazing. He's getting, is, is it a hot dog or an ice cream? I think it's a hot dog. It's like a mobile trailer. Yeah. And he's, he's wearing his full Cats mid-90s tracksuit. And he's got his ridiculous, like, perm mullet. <laughs> and he, he gets whatever they've given him. And he turns around. There's a very slight ramp. He takes one <laughs> it's step. Wet. <laughs> it's wet. It's wet. He takes one yeah. step onto the ramp and just goes, like, slips. He tries to catch himself. This will, we will the, post this. We will post this on our Twitter feed. Hey, Did um, he save the hot dog? No. No. This is round about the, whis- the Whiskers time where he, yeah. he changed his name to Whiskers by Depol as a, spo- <laughs> as a sponsorship thing. Unbelievable. I can still imagine him on the footy show talking about that. And just like that mate look in his eye like, what am I doing? <laughs> that's when they brought up the footage for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to his brother. What's his name? Steve. Steve. So he came out Steve. and said that. Steve. <laughs> Steve, man. <laughs> it's a Wolf of Wall Street reference. Sorry. Um, so he came out, what did they have, like 46 ideas or something? Yeah. And then that got condensed down to whatever it was. 30, he was down half to a 20. dozen and then they've condensed that further down to six. Mm. <laughs> it's like Big Brother. You just said they've condensed it to half, half a dozen, dozen sorry. and then down to six. Sorry, I meant to say dozen. Six, dozen six and half a dozen. <laughs> six of one and half a dozen of the other. They condensed it down and um, I can only imagine, given that I do listen to a fair bit of SEN during the day, I could only imagine Ooh, how bad some of those ideas yeah, are. Your mate's back. He's back. So. I, I actually felt for Jared um, the other day. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm listening to him sit there and complete imbeciles are ringing up. And they're proposing, I propose that what we should do is draw a line up the middle of the ground and then there should be um, notches in the line and then only four players can be in one half of the line and on the other half of the line is eight players. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. That's like 12 players? It's like, seriously, some of the people, one of the guys was telling this, he goes, there should be a diamond in the middle of the field and then there's a line drawn halfway across that diamond 
and it's it was the most he's clearly given a lot of thought mm. but it's so fucking stupid I would have just cut him off halfway through and said that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> like the, like how they cut off collars when they actually make it a valid point. Just yeah. just just cut them. Yeah, like, when, they're, when they're testing him, they yeah. cut them off. Did you ever off. watch uh, Fraser? Fraser, yeah, Fraser, Fraser, Fraser. Yeah, the guy Bulldog did the sports. He was like the sports caller. He was mm. on before or after Fraser on the radio station. And I'd just be like him. Someone would ring up with a dog shit idea, and I'd just go, "That's fucking terrible." And I'd dump him. <laughs> I just dump the call. Like Mike and the Mad Dog. Oh, like spot on. Awful. This seriously, I felt for him. Felt bad for him because he's wading through a lot of shit. So, six of them ideas. We've been told to keep calm, not to panic, but we're mm. not told what the six are. I think we'd be a little bit less panicked if we knew what they were doing. So, there's a couple of issues here. We've got these six supposed game. What are they called? Game adjustments. Game adjustments. That they potentially might be trialing in season. What do you feel about that? I, to be honest, I, I feel don't really I care. feel that Melbourne were they penalised for bringing the game into disrepute? Yeah, but they were tanking. Okay, um, we tanked. What's this? They tanked. What's what? this? It's 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 you're making a game that is supposedly meaningful. Every game is, but it is meaningful. It's still a result. There's still a winner and a loser. Yeah, but you're changing the rules. You're making it. But the I, I don't think the rules are being changed so markedly that it's a different game. So what are the rules that are going to get changed? I feel that's terrible. Surely it should be outside of the season. They run a trial I, I and then they bring in for the next it, season. If you trial it in, in the VFL yeah. or the no, Waffle no, no. or... I don't disagree. I don't disagree. The Sample. That, I don't disagree. Or the Diamond that, Valley League. Yeah, that's maybe going too far down the ladder. Okay. I don't disagree that they need to have a bigger sample than three games at the end of the season. Um, I think that that's... I think they've read the tea leaves mm. of public sentiment and initially, probably six weeks ago, it was very gung-ho that something's coming, something's going to change. And then very quickly, that's become... No, it's not next year. No, it's not that many rules. Mm. I think they've read it and people are going, especially on the back of the last couple of weeks, have been solid in terms of the quality of football played, generally speaking. Yeah. So I think they've actually, people are starting to sit there and go, don't change it. We don't want it to change. I don't want it to change. We're being told, oh, we've got scientific evidence. We've got the data is compelling. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is this data? Well, where are you getting it from? It's, a, it's all pulled out of thin air. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. Thing is, what they're proposing to change, apparently they're not touching interchange. So no, I heard they are touching interchange. That was one of the, the, That's one one of of the, the adjustments. I would eliminate interchange. I wouldn't. You can't eliminate interchange. No, have subs. No, you can't do that. The game would suffer enormously. It'd be why? terrible. It'd be why? awful. It'd I, be less ballistic, but why I, would it I suffer? Used the, I used the phrase last week, it was something about, yeah, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. And the mm-hmm. idea being AFL players have yep. evolved to such a point physically, cardio-wise, etc., that if you stripped interchange back, I think people would very quickly go in the um, last 45 minutes of a game, I think people would go, this is terrible. Yep. Like the skills, it's awful. And you'd actually have players with so much left in the tank. You'd have us, you'd have Carlton, you'd have you know, teams playing young players who they'd be sitting on the bench for 45 minutes. They wouldn't get a game. They wouldn't get to develop. I just think that you can't put the genie back in the bottle with regard to the game has come so far. But it's being exploited. For is, a, it, it's been, it, is it though? It has been for a while. There's 90 interchanges. Both teams have got 90 changes a game. It's too many. I don't necessarily disagree that it's too many. Maybe we should could go back to 60. Yeah, 50. Go back to 15 a quarter type thing and unlimited changes at quarter. So you're going to make four changes at quarter time. They don't count. Mm. But this idea that interchange is this silver bullet, I don't necessarily agree. I think that it's... Be careful what you wish for. If that gets taken away, 
the major issue... The product would suffer. It'd I be, think it'd we, be a worse product. We could all agree with what they're trying to fix is congestion. That's what everyone seems to be thinking is the biggest issue is congestion because back in the glory days, which we've discussed many a time in this podcast... Old men yelling at loud music fan. Right. But they're thinking more people around the contest equals mm. congestion, therefore the game's getting a bit more messier. And it is mm. messy at times, mm. generally with the shitter teams. Clunky. Who are you talking about? Well, we're one of them. Yeah, we are. All right. If Tim had a great quote once, he said, "If handballing to the <laughs> to the feet of your teammates was was like a, a measurable, he goes, we'd be premiership favourites." <laughs> I've always said that. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, the line always comes out that people want people want high marks, and they like cling to these like posters on the wall, and oh, we want high marks, and we want goals and we want players to kick 100 goals a year and I'm like I couldn't give two shits whether any of that stuff happened really it's, oh you it's, like some high marks yeah but, but people go you know we, we want those one on one contests and I'm thinking by that measure we should be the most popular team in the league because all we do is kick to contests <laughs> the problem <laughs> people should be lining up around the team's winning one on one contests people, people should be lining up around the block to watch us play because that's all we do no look I think so we all agree this is what they're trying to fix so they're going to implement what is it? I keep forgetting the word. Game adjustments. Game adjustments, mm. like a pair of trousers. So the one thing they're going to do is this 6-6-6 six, six, and six at centre bounces after goals. Doesn't fix anything. It starts off pretty much at 6-6-6. Six, six, and it, six. it doesn't fix a single thing. It might start off with a 7-6-5 where you drop one man behind the ball. It's mm. If I'm defensive, if I'm defensive uh, and I'm the coach, we want to cling to a, a narrow lead late in the game, I just send one of my wingers to stand on the point of the centre square and as yeah. soon as the ball is bounced, he trots to the back of the square. Yeah. That's it. That's the same thing. It doesn't fix anything. Mm. It's just – and my issue with that as well is Damien Hardwick, we, I think we spoke about this, touched on it saying that all this does is further expose weaker teams. So I think <clears> – <throat> I, I hope that these adjustments – I don't know. I, I look, I don't know what six they are, but hopefully they are incorrect disposal. Just pay it. Someone doesn't handball, pay a free kick. It eliminates congestion because guess what? You've awarded something. People move out because the ball's going to move. Number two, ball it up straight away. If the if the, if it's a dead contest, mm. and if someone's got the ball held to them, don't. They're trying to let this the is game a bugbear. This is mini mini rant. Ooh. Richmond get the ball, they get tackled. The umpire comes in, blows the whistle, ball up because you're good. And if you could get rid of it, you would have by now. Carlton get tackled, you haven't made a legitimate attempt holding the ball, so. Because, oh, no, you're shit. You're going to get penalised. <laughs> That's been happening for years. I remember when, and once again, Carlton. But no, not just Carlton, but all, no, the, no, no. All, the wor- all the bad teams, the good teams get away with it because, oh, you're good. And if you could have got, you know, got it out by now, you would have. One of my favourite. The other teams have to get a le- if you you couldn't, then a no legitimate one, If you couldn't, then no one else could sort of thing. It's just crap. Just, if it's hell to them, ball it up. Yeah. One of my favourite examples of that is uh, Campo. Scott Camporelli back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to have an, English, an Italian lesson? How should I be saying that? Camporeale. Camporeale. Um, Campo. He would be tackled and the umpire <laughs> would... Oh, I maintain this. I'm not sure what you feel about it. Because he was a bit lippy out of the field, I maintain the umpire would go, is that, is that Campo? You're fucking done, mate. <laughs> Holding the ball. Whenever, yeah. yeah. Whenever he, got- he could get the ball and be gang tackled by five fucking guys immediately into the turf. On the ball. That's on the ball, buddy. Yeah, yeah prior yeah. there, mate. Yeah. Camp. Scott. Well, he got changed to Camparelli, which is better. When no, he started off with Camparelli, Camparelli sorry, and then he moved to Camparelli. 
It's which like is half, better. Half, which it? is better. It's like a half half. But pizza. they kind of went. We, we, we'll try and half pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, we'll do the la, la, second half of it. Yeah. So um, just camper. 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 Like Dipper. Dipper. Any Our dip- mate Dipper. Your mate Dipper from Eve. I think he's at Eve. He's not my mate. <laughs> um, but I, I think that look like the, the rules for me. It's just I said it earlier. It's old men yelling at loud music. That the game was better back in my day, mm. and this that the game evolves. Yeah. I think they would have been having this conversation in the eighties. They would have been having this conversation. There would have been dickheads from the fifties and the forties going, "This is terrible. Mm. Game is awful. Whatever it happens, it cycles, and somebody works it out. Someone like somebody just works their way through whatever the method of the day is. If it's messy." Like, you look at two clashes of styles. You couldn't have two more contrasting styles and, then, and they produce some really great games than the mid-2000s Eagles and Swans. Yeah. The Eagles wanted it. They could win the hard ball, clearly. They were a very good contested team. But they wanted it to be a bit more open because Kerr, Cousins, Judd would just work the other midfield over. They wanted space. They wanted to take space. The Swans wanted it locked, locked in. Down. Yeah. We want it to be a fucking war of attrition out there. Yeah. And it's they each overcome, overcame one another. Eventually, the Eagles did break them. That beautiful game that people want hmm. won. Yeah. Because it found a way because it's better. Late 2000s, maybe late 90s, the whole... Do you remember when Kevin Sheedy started flooding? And everyone wasn't thought... That, we, uh, wasn't that Rodney Eden? Oh, I thought it was Sheedy. Sheedy was one of the Sheedy, first. Sheedy probably did it because he's a prick. Yeah. You and everyone was like, oh, flooding. It's going to blight on the game, blah, blah, blah. You get around it. It's a tactic. It's a wholly, it's, it's a wholly legitimate the, tactic. It's a wholly legitimate way to win a game. So you're saying no changes? I personally, there are a few things that I would change, um, just to perhaps speed things up a little bit. You no, know, rewarding the tacklers one in that I don't necessarily want them to get rid of prior opportunity because mm-hmm. sometimes it's unfair. If I handball the ball to Fab and you get tackled immediately, hospital, yeah, then mm-hmm. it's a ball up. It's a ball up. But pay the ball up. Straight away. Yeah, if you try to but beat it's the, the incor- tackle. It's the incorrect disposal Yeah, one. Where it, where you get tackled and it's it's almost instant and the ball comes, yeah, that's fine. You but when, actually. when you've got it and you get tackled and it spills out, well, mm. call it. It's going to be incumbent. And this is where the whole, if you hold it to yourself, they penalise you, right? So now players try to get it out mm. and then they give them concessions. Oh, you try to get it out. It came out in the tackle. Rather than... I can see if I don't have a legitimate prior opportunity and I can hold on to the ball and get tackled immediately, mm. that's not holding the ball. Ball it up. Mm. But if I take get the ball, if, and if I've had a couple of seconds of time, I have to dispose of that ball correctly. doesn't matter if the ball comes out in the tackle. If it comes out in the tackle, it's incumbent on me to make sure it doesn't spill out because I'm the one holding it. Of course. And yes. I haven't handballed it and I haven't kicked it. Yep. Pay a free kick. And you had an opportunity to get rid of it correctly before that. That's right. But now, you're not allowed to hold it to yourself, so move it on, move it on, move it on. Yep. And in the process of moving it on, hmm. if it spills out, oh, yeah, play on. And then it's just bubbling around there, and one player comes in, and then the other plus one comes in, and then a plus two comes in, another plus... All of a sudden, you've got all these people around the football, hmm. and it's and they wait, and they wait, because they want to pay a free kick to alleviate congestion, so they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and it doesn't come. A legitimate excuse to pay a free kick doesn't come. Because they're they sp- because they're scared of blowing the they're scared of blowing the whistle. So I think, and Sean can elaborate on this. Look, umpires have got the hardest. It's people uh, t- goes oh, umpiring is simple. No, umpiring is not simple because we're making it bloody difficult for them. Hmm. We're changing all this stuff. It should be simple. It should be extremely simple. Yeah, 
cut it back to what it was. The rules are, are pretty straightforward. And I feel bad that I don't know his name, that the indigenous umpire used to <coughs> umpire all the grand finals. When you're watching footy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mate, he would just sit back, watch a contest, blow a whistle, come in, throw it up, run back. Do you want Do you want your, on do you want your... all the abuse in the world? Mm. Right? Never paid 50s or anything like that. Now... All of a sudden, we've gone from something so simple to something so very complex that it is—it's hard for them. So you want your umpires to be blowing the whistle more, moving the game along. I want them to be paying. If you see it, kicks. pay it, move. Yeah, okay. That are part of the, the game, not yeah. focusing on ridiculous stuff like a ten-meter protected area. Yeah, okay. So like when they came with probably the hands been, in the back. Yeah. Remember the hands in the back rule? Yeah. So someone says that, that's not. It was always a push in the back. All right. Yeah. If there's a legitimate it, push, because they couldn't determine, you know what they should have done? Panelo. Every time Matty Lloyd went. And got pushed in the back. Play on, because guess what? You're a diver, and it was a, no. It, that's why they changed the rules. Matty Lloyd started diving, not sitting here shit canning Essendon. Which, it's always fun, right? Especially Matty Lloyd. But he was diving, and they were said, "Well, now we can't determine whether he was pushed or whether he dove." So no one's allowed to put a palm in the back of an opponent. That's called body positioning. Yeah, they, what they, they, got, they got sidetracked. This idea that they made it. Too black and white, this idea you have to use your hands. If I use my forearm, my shoulder, my hip, I'm pushing you out. Mm. If it's illegal, it's illegal. It doesn't matter if it's your hand. Mm. And then it became to the point that they actually kind of misinterpreted the rule. It became hands in the back, yeah. not push in the back, that you, if you're leaning into me and I'm just using my hand yeah. to keep a bit of distance. If it's any of the hand, it's hand it's in the fr- back. It became a free kick. It's mm. not, No, it's if I'm pushing you out. Yep. Yeah. It was ridiculous. They, they completely took their eyes off what the rule was and they actually... Recast it. That's just one example. But there's plenty. It's, it, like I said, it all comes out of rule, rules and umpiring mm. of those. But rules. It's a whole bunch of those little indiscretions like that that leads to to this moment when you know someone goes, "Oh, we need to change everything." You know. Another thing with congestion, right? I can't remember who said it, and I'm I am pinching an idea. I have heard it on the radio, and I can't. If you know who it is, just tell me who it is. We'll, we'll give the guy. Is it a credit. good idea? I like it. It's probably mine. All right, no, it's not you. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a sports analyst. So, oh, no, well, no, someone who's on paid to on one of the radio. So it would have been SEN to, to you know. I'm getting paid, Sean. Isn't um, it's true? You NGA. get the ball and you're tackled. If your teammate comes into that contest, blow it, whistle, hold the ball. What is your teammate doing there? Is Why he trying to win the ball out? Maybe. Nah, bugger that. How are you going to get the ball out? How's your teammate getting the ball out? You can't strip it off someone. That's incorrect disposal. You can't par- Here, Alex, have the ball and mm. just give it to him. Alex has to handball it to me or I have to handball it to him. If I'm getting tackled, Alex can't come and strip it out of my hands. Exactly. That's incorrect disposal. Umpire the game to the bloody rules mm. that were set out. So if I get tackled by Alex and you're my teammate and you come into the contest to hold the ball in, that's what they're trying to do, hold the ball in because mm. that's what they're told to do. Force a contest we can set up. Bang, blow the whistle, free kick, holding the ball. Right, and if Alex tackles me and I had no prior opportunity, and if another one of his teammates comes in, just blow the whistle, ball it up. Just an observation: Do um, do the basketball referees in the NBA uh, officiate to the letter of the basketball law? They used to, up until the LeBron James. Is it exciting? Is it exciting now that they don't? I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like where if you're if you're in open court, <laughs> you can take a 15 step run up for a dunk. Yeah. Oh, he's LeBron James. They can't do anything about that. So, um, no, I think there's a. What's, what, we spoke about this previously. It's like the aesthetics of the game. Like it, it's they yeah. let certain things go for the betterment of the game. Mm. It looks good. It's like, and I reckon AFL used to do that with holding. 
if a big forward and a full back used to kind of grapple, well, people like you're both contest. doing it to each other. It's a contest. Yeah, letting it go. Yeah, people come to see as silly. People come to watch Silvani on Dunstall. Yeah, or Lockett or whoever it might be. Mm. Yeah, there are in, in, in all sports there is manipulations of the rule. How many times in in, in world football you see a little Tiggy Touchwood free kick paid in a non-threatening yeah. area, but no one's going to pay it a penalty for that. No. Same foul. No. How many times do you see someone throw, um, throw in incorrectly? Antonio Valencia does it every what, day. What irritates me, <laughs> Antonio Valencia can't throw the he ball in. He can't throw it. It's oh. illegal every time he does it. But we, we're sticklers for the... <laughs> Shout out to Pete who says <laughs> stifflers every single time. <laughs> we're sticklers at under 10s. Like, you remember like, when you were a kid? Yeah. You throw the ball in, the ball's twice the size of your head, and you get pulled up on it. Oh, no. Foul throw. Give it to the opposition. You think it... Mate, this serious? is not important. Right. It's, not, it's not important, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with... You go down to your local basketball centre, how mm. many travels and double dribbles and stuff? You're like, mate... And carries and yeah. stuff. Like, is it all, is no, it that carries the worst. Yeah. You go to Mill Park Basketball Centre, you had to have a flat palm and the ball just had to look literally like you had a bat in your hand <laughs> smacking the basketball down. <laughs> this is going to sound And weird. then the, the, you see the NBA players. Yeah. Mate... Yeah. They're basically it's sitting on their hand for two seconds before they bounce it, and then that sits on their hand. And then you know what I'd it. like them to do in soccer? This will never happen. Like almost futsal style, just eliminate the throw. Kick it in. And just kick it in. You just put it on the line, and then just kick it in. I like the throwing. I think it's shit. I like the throwing. I just don't think I don't care. It <laughs> I don't mind the throwing. It would have ended Rory Delap's career very early. The long throw. Gary Neville had a good long throw. Yeah, he was okay. Who was the Chelsea Chelsea guy? Did it? Uh, Louise could. Was it David Louise could do a good long throw? One of the recently... Very, tele- very few things that David Louise does good, so... Uh, mm. he's a, yeah, yeah. It's a horrible football. It's not great. Um, <laughs> obviously, the good news out of the AFL landscape this week, Fab, was... Oh, Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps. Two more years, motherfuckers. Two-year extension, so we... Three more years, technically. So three more years of... That gives us just about enough time to get our shit together. And I said it and to... And if we're still crap. And I said it to Timbo... I said, if, we, if we're crap in three years' time and Patrick Cripps leaves under free agency, oh. you know what I say? Good luck, mate. You've mm. given everything to our club. Run, get out of this place. Right, get in. <laughs> <laughs> run run while you have a I'm, chance. What would other Carlton supporters say to that, I Sean? I reckon all Carlton supporters would say... Would agree with you? If we are... Grudgingly. Not, if we're on the way up and we'd like to say either just made finals or on the verge of finals, you know, we're winning five to ten games a year... I'd like him to. But if we're winning one game a year like we are now, we have not moved, mate, I'll pack your bags for you and and I'll drive you to the airport. I don't want to make this Carlton-centric, but I suppose, um, Sean, you've been criticised for some of your comments towards the club. Have I? On Twitter, I think. Was I? More recently. You have. Was I really? Yeah. But I don't think it's... I I didn't see this. When was this? I don't think it's an unpatriotic thing to be... No, this is news to me. Well, that's what I saw. Maybe I'll double-check my my feed, but... Um, Who said this? I think I think it's it's. Who was this man? You should be able to have the ability to to be critical of of your club, but particularly. I, I think I, yeah. I I did respond to somebody who made this plea about it was that classic like you know if you don't love me at my you don't deserve me at whatever, and I made the point to someone that you can still unconditionally support the club yeah. and think they're crap. That's what I was hmm. going to. It's like yeah. we're terrible. So yeah. it doesn't mean I don't love the club or I'm packing it in. I'm paying a thousand fucking dollars a year for a membership. Yeah. Mm. Probably paying more than fucking they are. Yeah. If we want to make it about dollars and cents, if I, I don't have to do that, but it's that sense of I can still sit there and dispassionately go, We're garbage mm. without someone going, You don't deserve it. Don't come back when we're good. It's like, <laughs> mate, seriously, 
Going, when we're good, they're, they're people who sit in the cheer squad. Yeah, I'll have more of a fucking stake in this than you do. Yeah. Yeah. If we can get our shit together, but that was that was terrific, uh, terrific news. And I actually want to say this is a weird. I was thinking about this um, the other night. Once again, sorry to make this about Carlton. No, you're not. No, I'm not really. Um, <laughs> this idea that I'm interested to see what the Carlton Football Club does in the next eight to ten weeks. So the season ends. Yep. And we live in this 12-month-a-year football cycle now where before you know it, 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 literally the grand final will happen and I'll get a letter saying, mm. membership time, man. Mm. Sign up again. Give us your money. Because they need to because they need money coming in 12 months a year because previously it was only nine months of the year they had income. Yep. And they, someone figured out, well, if we push the payment schedule up, mm. we'll actually get money coming in more regularly. What, is that, what does that letter say? Does it say why you should Not sign really. up again? And that's what I'm getting at. So... I am curious, Fab, uh, do you want to come with me to the um, member forum yeah. later in the year? We'll go to that. We'll cause some trouble. No, we won't. You might. No. I'd I, like it if you would. I like to keep people on their toes. I'm not there to you know, take people out of a job and do all this. No, you know, no, no. We're no. all outspoken. No, not we're all outspoken, but, you know, we've all got opinions. Yeah. Mm. I just want... I just, this is the thing I, I just think there's a lot of things that... Not just Carlton. We know Carlton because we're... we're you know, we're passionate, we, we follow them, we know yeah. the ins and outs. The same crap happens. Like, you know, we hate, well, we go on the website and we look at the Carlton Footy Club and go, oh, geez, that's amateur. Mm. Go to the Richmond website, go to Essendon's website. It's all the same crap. It is, I agree with that. But my point is, you sit there and go, I'm going to get a letter from the Carlton Football Club with a dollar figure on it. We're going to win one game for the year. Yep. We've gone backwards the last three years, that's fine. At what point... Do they sit there and go, we're charging this guy for champagne, but we're giving him beer? <laughs> water. Like, quite seriously. <laughs> giving me water. No, quite, mm. Like, at what point do they look at it and go, we fucking stung this guy a thousand bucks yeah. in 2018? And by the way, we need to increase the fees by 5% Yeah, this no, year. spot on. And that's exactly the point. And I was sitting there. Have you ever seen the movie Mr. Mum? No. No. Great film. Classic film. Written by John Hughes, starring Michael Keaton. He's a retrenched uh, auto worker, and he has a little friendly bet with his wife as to she's been raising their family. Yep. Who can get a job before the other? Turns out that she gets the job. Yep. So he becomes, and he's Miss Mister Mum. He becomes a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. It's stay quite dad. Yeah. Sorry, stay-at-home dad. So he goes yeah. Mister Mum, yeah. and he he's like starts. That wouldn't be allowed in this day and he age. He starts fraternising, you know, with her friends, and he's like watching uh, Young and the Restless, and mm. he's getting into it. It's a very good film. Mm. But there's this bit in the movie like that that hinges the whole idea is that. The wife becomes an ad exec, hmm. and she's they're trying to sell this product called uh, Schooner Tuna. And the idea is Schooner Tuna is really expensive, but the American economy is in a recession. So she says, as a mum, her attitude is, you're too expensive. If you want customers, you actually have to bring yourself down a bit. And what that'll do is that'll create loyalty. And it's this very simple message of the mood. Cause, and she gets it because she's a mum, and she goes hmm. to the supermarket and whatever. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking... This is the Carlton Football Club. Is Schooner Tuna? Is the idea? It's not, it's not just Carlton. It's, it's, oh no, I agree. But it's, it's like uh, you're yeah. charging. You are the worst product in the league. Yeah. And you are charging premium. a premium. Yeah, you are charging premium. to watch the '96 Bulls. Yeah. And you're the worst product in the league. <laughs> and it's I'm I'm just so fascinated with how this shakes out in the next ten or so weeks when those because they would have costed it. They'd know what the dollar. They'd know how much they are. Yep. They know what they're charging. Would they not love to bring that price down for their members? But if they do that, that leads to a whole sort of, you know, 
a whole bunch of repercussions for the for the club, obviously. Absolutely this, this, does. And I'm scared to bring this up because we want to keep it nice and tight tonight. Oh, yeah. But this comes to membership reform. And yes. I know Sean has... Oh, I'm massive on this. Why enormous. Why do I have to pay a dollar amount? Yep. And my, my, my contribution is, oh, you got 12 games to go to or whatever, 11 games. I don't want games. I just, like, I want to... Pay my money and give me a hoodie or something. Or mm. it doesn't matter if you're giving me two hundred bucks. Why do, I don't care what you're giving it to me for. Yeah, because ultimately the the gross or the yield is the same. Because we've got to pay the venue for the seat. We've got to pay Nike for a hoodie. Yeah. So, but my we once again we don't want to get too off track. I think a membership should be a Mikey card. I got. No, I don't understand why it's not. Fab, you're the perfect case in point. You are a member who. You don't want to reserve seat. It's impractical. You've got a young family. Yep. But maybe you want to commit a little bit more money. Maybe you want to get a reserve seat, but you want to support the club. I should be able to give you a card that you top up to 200 bucks. And if you burn through it, guess what? Top it up again. Top it up again. You can use it on general admission tickets. You can ring the club up and go, look, a bit of background. I've worked in a membership department of a football club. Yep. They have the seats on the system every week. <laughs> worked in a membership department of a football club. <laughs> but you worked in... The Carlton Football Club membership department. I did. But <laughs> you have the seat map for, say this week we're playing, say for say we're playing Collingwood at the MCG. Yep. You have the seat map. You have to return the map. You have to return the unsold yeah, seats to the venue X days out from the game. Just say to them, mate, if you want to use your, you got 100 bucks, you ring us and a level two reserve seat's 45 bucks. It's on your card. Yes, but you can understand how volatile that that is for for a club. Yeah, no. because they're not sure yeah. they're not sure what what money they're going to be getting from their members. Roll the dice. Well, that's that's a pretty big gamble for a business. No, I, no, I you, you tie that. you tie in certain things. If you if you commit X amount of dollars, then but it's not certain. Get, it's not locked. No, no. In. You you'll get. So if you lock, just say you lock in the five hundred dollars. The minimum. Mm. Say the minimum, and is you'll get bucks. X amount of seats, and it. For you know, you, you in other words, you get bonuses. There's an equivalent. There's yeah. a relative. So, say for example, a three game membership is ninety dollars. Hmm. The minimum commitment is ninety dollars, and the minimum entitlement is three games general admission. And then you work from that. And if and you, you still want a reserve seat, you, you, there you is just obviously top it up. yeah, you can say that I want to keep my reserve seat. And the reason this works is I've gone. I've seen been lucky enough to see Manchester United play a number of games, and and to do that, you have to be a member. I don't have to have a reserve seat, clearly. But you ring, I rang, I was there in February. I rang the club, ticket goes on sale, bought the ticket, it's on my card that week. My membership card this week is active, and it's active, it's assigned to this seat. I get an email to confirm my seat number, done. What other perks do you get as a membership, as a membership for other for other clubs that you support in terms of a pack that you get from, we get from a pack, the club, we get- from when you go to the game and you nothing. sit at the seat? Yeah, nothing. Not we even get a discount on online store. Yeah, but I but generally find it's cheaper at kit bag anyway. Yeah, you don't you don't get anything meaningful. You don't get anything meaningful. Not a, meaningful enough. Not a record of the game or a, a t shirt or the something pin, related. The pin to- is nice. Oh, I got you that. That was a one off. No, no, the membership pin. Yeah, they don't do those anymore. The pin. Yeah, Manchester United did a pin every year. They did a pin like member year seventeen eighteen, mm. and then one year they stopped doing it. And I rang. I actually they asked me why didn't you renew? And I said because you didn't give you the pin. It's like so I don't need to be a member. <laughs> I live in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I was like I don't, yeah, no whole, benefit out of this. Whole, I was basically paying you forty five quid for a fucking pin. 
Yeah. So I could put it on my scarf mm. of being a member and go, you stopped it. It's a recognition thing. But as I said, I've said this, I've said, told this membership idea to a lot of people. And I think it's just hard. I think it's hard work so they don't want to do it. Mm. I think that's it. No only. one wants to be revolutionary. It's hard work to push That's revolutionary. What's, what's working at other clubs, we need to emulate yeah. that. I went to, I went be to the s- club that other people want to yeah. emulate. I went to see uh, Borussia Dortmund and I remember vividly walking into the stadium and uh, guys walking around, like classic um, cold pies, hot dogs, you know, chocolate bars, man, with the big, the classic, mm. um, like, what did you The one-man candy store. Yeah, it's basically a one-man um, yeah. concession bar. stand. Yeah. yeah. And the poor kid's, like, got a bum back because he's carrying, like, 45 <laughs> kilograms worth of fucking produce. And anyway, I, I call him. I, I said, yeah, I walked up to him, and I was like, I just want a hot dog. And the guy pulled out my 10 euros. It was, like, 5 euros or whatever. He goes, no, we don't take cash. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, we don't take cash. It's a stadium card. And I went, what? You go over, little machine, dispenses you a card, you top it up, you got 10 quid on it, you got you put it whatever you want on it, 10 euros, right. and then you tap and go with this hot dog man. One thing it does is it eliminates theft from these people. They can't just be selling four pies and then they just pocket some money. Yeah. But it makes it cleaner, it makes it more efficient. You're not carrying cash. These other stadiums around the world, a lot of them do ticket resales. You would have done it for American sports with ticket resales. StubHub. StubHub, whatever. It's adopting technologies that already exist. It's being revolutionary. Mm. And it's sitting there going, you know what happens? If you're traveling all right, say Carlton start the year and you go, I'll do the $100 minimum. Yep. And we go, okay. Boost it. Boost it. Mm. You're going to bring up and go, oh, I need... Uh, well, you know what else I've done? Rather than having the only option being to go to Ticketek and say, oh, I need... Tickets for every yeah. single game. Like you, you can, and it it, it's an evolving. It it's an it evolving. It gets people. It gets having worked in membership. It gets people. It, it actually um, justifies having membership staff on in June, July, August, when mm-hmm. the when the peak period's gone, because there'll be people ringing up going, oh, "I need to put fifty bucks on my. I want to yeah. buy a reserve seat this week. Yeah. Or what's my credit? Yeah. It keeps people ringing up the club, but people. Mm-hmm. But also do with it. the thing, like I said, culturally, so I spoke about this. Yeah. In the other podcast, you know, I pe- tested pe- this. People, I'll go pe- ahead. I people t- of my of my um, ethnic background tend not to buy memberships when you know when the going is tough. I don't want to say walks, but walks don't buy memberships when you're winning one game a year. What's your dad's? I, what's your dad's attitude to this? What would, what would Tony say? No, if Tony wasn't the age he was, if I reckon- you said to Tony, if you rang Tony now and said you're buying a membership next year, what would Tony say? <laughs> You're kidding, right? <laughs> no, no. I think my dad, my dad's put in enough membership-wise to that club, and mm. I hate how they guilt people. Mm, oh, you're yeah. no longer a member, mate. I was a member for fifty years. There's also this attitude of like, All right? What? It's not. It's not a. It's not a one-way street. Mm. I've got to get something back. Exactly. So, but what I'm saying is, my dad would pay two hundred dollars, mm. be known as a member, have, and he'd walk into the store, and he would buy. A top for Harvey, a top for Alexander, and a, a few top other for things. Fabian. You know what I mean? And guess what? My dad would probably burn through his two hundred dollars credit. Yep. And end up paying more extra because yeah. he's actually you've dragged him to the store. Yeah. You dragged him and to the, the club. That's the thing. Like if they had any sense about him, they'd have it be a club wide thing. Mm. You can use it to buy mm. best and fairest tickets. Yeah. You can use it on club merchandise. Everything. You can everything. It's not. This is not a Carlton thing. Every single no, AFL just club. membership in no general. One? How is no someone one? else do it? I don't give a shit. But you can understand how um, reform of, of membership 
can be difficult to run up the flagpole a bit. Oh, totally. It needs to be a full, but mate, this a goes complete package this that goes... goes the, this goes to the heart of the issue in Australian sport. Fabian mm. mentioned it before. Revolution. But revolution. why? Why we don't want to do it because it's hard. It's hard work. It no, will take time to do. It's why we want to. But why would someone changes. sign off on that if people are buying the memberships as they are currently and they're getting that income? Because what they'd be doing is you would still have your. It's guaranteed income. No one's. But it's not guaranteed. In the sense that there's no guarantee I'm going to give you a thousand bucks next year. No. Richmond got a hundred thousand members. Do you think they'll have that in five how's, years' time? Well, how's your membership gone in terms of fluctuation? Fifty-five. It's swelling slowly. Mate, for a club that hasn't won one, exactly. two games in... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But what you're doing is you're saying here that there's still a minimum commitment in terms of a minimum entitlement commitment. And you know what actually it does? I've said this when I sold it to someone, they were giving me glazed eyeballs. I said, <laughs> what you're actually creating is a sense that for years and years and years, Dad and I were just GA members, happy to be GA members. That's how yeah. it went. If we got to the end of the year and went, oh, I've got a little bit of credit. Do we want to go a reserve seat? Get a better seat, have a better game day experience. You might upsell them. Because we did it, you might sit in a really nice seat and go. And then once you're good. there, I agree. Once you're there, you stay there. Yeah, all of that, good, all of that wow. needs to be packaged up in in the cell that goes to the upper, you know, but it's like the upper the, execs. There, it's like the game in general. Yeah. The AFL look to the NFL. Oh, that's what we want to yeah. be like. But then they don't want to go the whole hog. No, because the it's NFL, hard, the man. NFL have got like with their free agency, they've got A, B, C, D, and E in place because mm. no one wants to start off with the one percent increase, no. increasing, no. like. That's that's what it takes. Mm. Someone needs to improve just marginally, and then the next step comes in the next year, and, and then the year after that. They want you- all the low-hanging fruit. They just want to take that. And this is the industry-wide. This is industry-wide. No one wants to actually do something that's going to take... Like, say if we pitch that, say where we can actually technically deliver something like that, Fab, mm. and we go to an AFL club and we get the support of Ticketmaster and whatever, and we can actually implement it. It would take... We wouldn't be able to launch it this year, clearly. It would take no. 18 months to launch. No. Like nobody wants to put in the but effort. That's, it's hard for teams like Carlton because we are where we are. But if you're a Richmond, oh. this is the t- time. Oh. Collingwood. Mate, Collingwood's a perfect example. It doesn't last forever. But like Collingwood at the end of 2010 had 75,000 members or something. Hmm. All right, the next year, 2011, so the year after the premiership. Where are they now? They're about that, aren't they, still? Yeah, but around about that? They're, they're at that now because mm. that's like almost a norm. Carlton are at 55,000. We don't win games, right? And as we said, these numbers are awfully inflated. And you're actually, sorry. These are three, is a three-game membership that no, people aren't even turning up to. So what's the difference if you have, like we're saying, the credit, and the credit, the credit what, membership? You know what the credit does too? The credit um, finance departments would love this because what the credit system allows you to do is what concert promoters do in terms that you take the money or a bigger chunk of money up front mm. and then that just sits in a bank, just ticking over. And guess what? Just ticking There's over. There's a percentage interest. of it, like gift cards, that just don't get used. And you just get it. It's just yours. Fab's Body's $250 membership. Yeah, I went in and I bought a jumper. Cost me 110 bucks. Mm. Yeah, I went to a game. You got 140 I've got, got 60-something dollars left in my credit. Yeah, you, it's, it's going to remain a credit. But the club's got it. Club's got it. That's another twelve months that before I can even think about using it. And actually, you know what actually creates too? It creates a bit of rollover because you could roll the credit over. Mm. Like I said, no one wants to take on ideas and do it. And as I said, with the AFL, looking at the NFL model, when they bring in free agency, the NFL does free agency. We want to take A, B, and C from the NFL. You have to take it all or nothing. You can't just go, yeah, that's what we want, and then they come in with a bastardised version of free agency where you get compensation and 
One you minute you're unrestricted, fucking, one minute you're restricted. You can't just take it's the, either you bring in free agency. You got to be you got to be on a club's list for 400 years. Right? It's we, you, we, can't, we, you can't you can't look at just ultimate success somewhere else and go we want to be there straight away. You have to start with the 1% increases or improvements to, to get to that introduce to get to that point. That's why the AFL as a competition as professional as we are in this country, we are amateur. Amateur Worldwide. Oh, spot on. The AFL is lucky that it's the best product. We are... And this is, are, And this is honest. We are behind the NHL, and that is an amateur product. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. All right? That's an amateur product. Like the, the NHL now doesn't even compare to the NBA, the NFL. It's been through some rough times, the NHL, but I'd say it's better than amateur in terms of the product that it delivers. Compared, compared to the other sports in its market, it's yeah, amateur. Okay. Comparatively still, still to its other sports. AFL. Correct. As in, it's professionalism. We can't how- even introduce seriously. This is how far away we are. The Geelong Cats wear a, a like a t-shirt in a preseason game, and we can't even accept that. Yeah, we can't even accept them wearing. It was it was more of a rugby shirt that needs to be more of a soccer shirt. But they're wearing a shirt, and people are going, well, "What's the game coming to?" Yeah, it's like it's evolution, mate. Go with it. Go mm. with it. Um, AFL was. Was there anything else to chat about? No. But no. we're moving into finals, and I think once we hit that, once we start to cement what the finals landscape's going to look like, I think especially during the finals, we will go through matchups. We've got a very, we've got a good sort of run for the next four or five weeks where we've got who's going to make it, who's going to make top four, who's going to slip out. There's some really big games, um, you know, Sydney and Essendon this week is mm. enormous for both of those teams. Um, I think see, I've said it before, Sydney miss out. I've done, yeah, I've done close. my low predictions. Yeah, so they're miss out. Melbourne on the lip cannot afford to slip up. Who do they play this week? Good game, I think. They're playing Adelaide over there. Huge game. Huge game. Obviously not as big as the game up at Metricon, Carlton and the Suns. Oh, huge. That's Massive. a huge game. That's a, that's a ladder shaper. That's a season <laughs> definer, that one. If you can't get to a television, I think we're on free-to-air, so everyone will be wrapped about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a Saturday night game. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. That's that really off-Broadway game where you just like... Is there anything else I can be doing with my life? It's like organise your wardrobe, whatever. I'll be watching it. Um, we actually, AFL-wise, I mean, that's sort of pretty much it. But in terms of odds and ends, the rest of the episode will just be odds and ends. We'll start with a little bit of uh, Formula One coming out of the German Grand Prix, which was extremely eventful. Unfortunately, for mm. Daniel Ricciardo, uh, engine failure ruled him out. He was making his way through the field. He was looking sort of good for a bit of a best-of-the-rest type finish, but unfortunately that was taken away. Huge incident at the end of the race with um, championship leader, race leader, Sebastian Vettel, coming a cropper in the slippery conditions, drove into the wall. That ruined his race, allowed uh, Lewis Hamilton to drive on through. Does um, it really matter where Lewis Hamilton qualifies these days? No, because he's driving the fastest car ever put on a Formula 1 grid. So, like, he's starting from 15th. The gap is... is, um, is Shorter to Ferrari than it has been, but that McLaren, the McLaren, that Mercedes is the most dominant car ever put on a Formula One grid. Yeah. They turn the wick up. They allow him to race with a quality mode, party mode, whatever. People are just again. You made the point um, at Silverstone. People were pulling over for him like he was an ambulance. Mm. People are just pulling over for him and just going, let him go. I'd be, I'd be an a hole if I was. Oh, on that I would track. absolutely. I would. I'd say you're going to work for this, mate. I'd probably drive him into the wall. <laughs> but he, he recovered from, uh, had an issue in uh, qualifying on the Saturday. This is one of the reasons people don't like him. 
has an issue. Well, I've a, I've a, a bit on that after qualifying sort of okay, ruling for him. That's fine. He gets out of the car and he's crouching. He knows where the cameras are, and he's crouching in with his head resting against the. Um, the, the monocoque of the car. He, he knows where the cameras are. He knows where he's in frame. Everything's about still I rise, this motto he has, his tattoo. Mm. Fucking idiot. Because mm. everything's an obstacle for him. Mate, you came into a championship. Is that, is that a Maya Angelou? Still I rise? Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. well, that was, so that was the article I saw for, um, where Jacques Villeneuve, I think he was saying that he's, he's too Hollywood, he's, I suppose. What do you make of... He's the most disingenuous. He's the most... He's a, he's a tool bag. He's a, tool, he's a great steerer, as Mark Webber would say. But he's just such a disingenuous fraud of a guy, mate. You and started- the problem is, he will get all these records Ugh. and accolades. And there's little things with- that inflate them, like there are 20 races a year now. It used to be 12. Yeah. So there's more chances to win. You're in the most dominant car ever put on a Formula One grid. Your teammate Michael Eddie Irvine, Rubens Barrichello style, is told to pull over for you at every opportunity. So you're mm. not racing him. You don't want a competitor in that seat. Vettel doesn't want a competitor in his seat. Which is why Ricardo will, I think, resign Look, at Red Bull this I week. I don't. I don't want to hold that part against him because Shuey never had a competitor. That's true. Racing against him, but you're not going to take away Michael's achievements. He was driving a very good car as well. Did you hear the Jensen Button story where Jensen walked down pit lane and saw um, they were putting some Bridgestone tyres on Michael's Ferrari, and he remarked, "Hmm, he's never seen those before." So Bridgestone were giving Ferrari like fucking special tyres. And the rest of the Bridgestone runners were getting like potenzas off the rack. <laughs> the they also used to get special fuel. What I liked from Shell. Any any oh, Formula One teams have fuel developers and lubricant developers. And, yeah, but Ferrari used to get stuff that like no one else was getting. Yeah, from Shell. That's a sponsor. Yes. Mobile would spo- would sponsor McLaren. There needs to be a control fuel. But there isn't a control fuel. But there needs. But uh, I think there is now. No, I think they test it. You think there should Total be? There sh- you think there should be a, a fairly even playing field when it There's comes a to that. Class. No, Ferrari is still still. There needs to be a lubricated by uh, by Shell. Yeah, okay, um, but the, sorry, the point beca- I'm making it, with Lewis. It becomes bad when you've got multiple runners having Shell and then one's getting preferential treatment over well, the this other. Well, this was the famous incident in Indianapolis with uh, Michelin and Bridgestone, where Michelin were having issues uh, with their tires exploding effectively on the stadium section of the track when the cars are going 330 kilometers an hour problematic um extremely problematic um and the uh, michelin runners were basically their cars were black flagged and michelin said we can't guarantee the fidelity the integrity of the tire so um they said we can fly in some replacements and ferrari famously vetoed it so the race took place there was um i want to say it was minardi's jordans and ferraris of six cars on the grid we won uh yeah michael was able to win that race um, in reverse but, but, but sorry just going back to Lewis this thing is so disingenuous he's such a cockhead mm. everything is oh it's, everything's a trial I mean I can't believe I was able to drive from 15th when people were pulling over for me in a car that can go 30k's an hour faster on the straight mm. so uh, other than that look disappointing I think from, from Vettel he was looking at making a massive leap towards a world title he's now back behind Lewis in the standings mm-hmm. uh, Lewis now is I think about an 18 point buffer to him which is huge uh, but the other set, oh, so we've got this week, we've got Hungary as well. So um, potentially not a bad track for Red Bull, shorter circuit. Um, Spa? Coming shortly. Spa is generally um, the first race after a winter break, summer yeah. break. Um, but Hungary, not a bad track for the Red Bulls. They've had a bit of luck there in recent times. Um, Ricardo has won 
at Hungary, Weber won at Hungary. Um, they're a bit of a chance. There's a high power circuit down the straight, but everywhere else they should be pretty lively. Yep. Um, some sad news though out of the sport with uh, uh, Sergio Marchione. Did I say that correctly? Oh, no, but <laughs> uh, Sergio Marchione, who was the former chief executive, like head of the Fiat Chrysler Group, and by extension of that was the head of uh, took a very active interest in Ferrari's Formula One undertakings. Uh, last week it was announced that he was stepping down from the chair, if you will. At, uh, at Fiat Chrysler or Ferrari um, due to shoulder issues. He had shoulder surgery. Um, and then just overnight, I think it was Wednesday night-ish, uh, he's actually passed away, which was pretty shocking, which obviously mm. you don't want to speculate. 66, only 66. Yeah, like you don't mm. want to speculate, but it feels to me like the shoulder surgery might have been a cover for something. Something else, you know, a little bit more grave or serious might have been happening with Sergio. But mm-hmm. um, So there'll, there'll probably be a little bit of... Uh, ceremony or whatnot in his honour at Hungary this week. If you see that, that's what it'll be for. So, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a shame. The guy um, only recently came into F1 and was the head of the biggest team in F1, and it's all happened very, very quickly. So, um, like I said, you'll probably see something this coming weekend about that. So it's at Hungary uh, this Sunday. But uh, we got anything? Was it world football? Or do we want to? We might actually be making a segue into Latour. Timbo. G'day, mate. How are you going? We're well, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Well, we thought, we, oh, you gave us a yeah, call. Yeah, you gave us a call. But um, We've actually just finished talking about F1. Um, do you want to run us through what's happening in Latour? Chris Froome, tackled well, by a being, member of security. Being the cultural attaché to Provence, as I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, big week in the tour. Can it, I just it, say, it, sorry, it, can I just say one thing? It was very much the interesting week whereby... Um, the Alpe d'Huez, the yes. iconic climb for the tour, um, occurred relatively earlier in the tour. Once upon a time, it always used to be 19th stage and, and real, the, the moment that would really organise uh, final finishing positions. This is why we've got you. But it no occurred a lot this. earlier this time round. And um, Garant Thomas, who hasn't always been known as one of the elite climbers, uh, while wearing his yellow jersey, he managed to get the stage win, which was a massive surprise. Um, a, a phenomenal job done by his Sky teammates, probably more so in supporting Chris Froome, but he took advantage of it. And in the final 500 metres or so, he took off a little bit, put some time into everybody, um, but especially put a further 20 seconds into Chris Froome and it had everybody looking at it saying, I think, I think this is the guy, and at what point does the whole Sky team shift their allegiance to him ahead of Froome? Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the week was a little bit quiet. There was a, a couple of spills uh, downhill on a couple of the big stages, and, and for those that saw it, there was a very exciting exciting accident. Um, not for Philippe Gilbert, but <laughs> Gilbert locked up his, his brakes and uh, went flying <laughs> over the, um, the edge of a... A stone retaining wall, which again did, made for great that. vision, did, yeah. but not great for Gilbert no. himself. And he ended up with a fractured kneecap. Mind you, <laughs> jumped back on the bike afterwards, got, got retrieved from over the fence, um, brought him back up onto the road. He gave the thumbs up to the, the cameras, jumped on his bike, and kept on going. He was juiced um, to the eyeballs. <laughs> but uh, but obviously afterwards, when they realised the gravity of the injury that he had, they just sort of thought, "You can't do another week." Mm. in the Alps here and, and called time on his tour. And then last night they had um, they had another one of their Alpine stages and uh, in the end it, it was, uh, was uh, a stage where they really 
they really ask the question of one another. The, the GC, the general classification riders, really ask the question of one another. Nairo Quintana, who's been one of the great um, climbers of the last decade, a Colombian guy, won his first stage in five years, even though he's been one of the, the, the better climbers throughout. He, he, he hadn't nailed a stage in five years, and, and he won comfortably by, in the order of about 50 seconds or a minute, from Dan Martin from Ireland, who's, again, a very, very good climber, but they were part of a bit of a breakaway. And the real story of the tour was when the opportunity came... Chris Froome tried to attack and put time into uh, Geraint Thomas and Tom Dumoulin um, and ultimately got caught and cracked. And as a result, Geraint Thomas took off. I think he ended up finishing third on the stage. Uh, but again, he put a further, he put about 20 seconds into Dumoulin and nearly 50 or 60 into Froome. So it's almost at the stage now where you're going, unless Froome time trials like an absolute maniac, which he can do. He'll just take um, that puffer it, out. It's almost he? not wearable for Froome. What um, what was the situation when he was tackled off his bike? Look, I, I I'm actually not over this. I did read it, and uh, evidently they were saying that it was actually a, a French police officer that's done it. So I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's the guy that's gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or there was some query with regards to Froome in his background, but it was certainly that, that extra element of um, intrigue that only a Tour de France mm. can it's like a French provide. Fa- French farce. Um, mm. And the one thing that we've known over the years with Lance Armstrong as well is the French are very... Um, certainly a uh, They're very fanatical about their event and they don't want anyone to be able to sully um, its... Um, Reputation. So when you do get somebody who comes into uh, an event like this with any bit of a question mark over it, the the, the crowd, and especially the European crowd as well, will always let um, competitors know what they think of them. And um, he's not liked because of this stigma that sits over him. Um, So, you know, the the comments of, you know, crowd members getting stuck into him and lots of booing is unsurprising. I, I must say, I was surprised that he was tackled by a police officer. You would have thought if he could rely on anyone, it would have been them. But, uh, but again, a- another element that, 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 makes, that makes it extremely hard for a guy like Froome to win. But I, I guess the only thing that probably fronts everybody's mind now is the secret to winning a tour is to be able to ride for three weeks. And while he's cracked and he's lost 20 seconds here and 50 seconds there and all that sort of stuff, he can ride for three weeks, and and it's the one thing that Garant Thomas has never done. Tom Dumoulin is right there, and Tom trials very well, so he's not without a chance as well. But Froome is a guy that could possibly turn around, and not, not necessarily do the, the famed Floyd Landis, but he would have to pull out one of the great stage rides to be able to win it now. Mm-hmm. And it's not beyond him, but I think, he's pro- I, I think you usually get a feel as to where most most of the riders are at, and he just gives that indication that he's just he's just not on. He's not the old school, impregnable Chris Froome that he's been in previous years. Um, and I think it's Geraint Thomas has got the race at his mercy because again he's got the support of the Sky Team that Dumoulin doesn't have at Team Sunweb. But as far as an individual rider goes, Dumoulin's doing everything right. Um, he just might have come up against one who was a little bit better from Sky, but it's probably not the guy that he was expecting it to be coming into the tour. So, Timbo, how many of how many days of the are uh, left in the tour? 
Look, I think overnight was stage 17, um, or 16 rather. So there's five more stages to go. The final stage is the one that's obviously they come just into Paris and it's a little like no one attacks on that stage. You don't take time out of the leaders on that stage. So basically, whichever position you end up after the individual time trial of stage 20, that's where you finish in the tour. So obviously, stage 20 is the individual time trial. And I think they've got three more stages, and I, and I believe two are in two are in the mountains, and one one is relatively flat. So there's time is running out to be able to make an impression on the guys in front and to arrange themselves on the podium. Um, but um, but but as I said, Dumoulin is a good time trialer. There's not a lot of time between him and Froome, so maybe in the the intrigue is where do those two finish on the podium relative to one another? Geraint Thomas has probably got. Um, the top spot sorted, which would be a great result. Um, and interestingly, it'll be you, you always hear he's from Great Britain, uh, but if he had a bad tour, he'd be from Wales. <laughs> in the same way that Andy Murray, any time yeah. he doesn't play well, he's Scottish. But every time he wins a major, oh, he's British. <laughs> he's from Great Britain, so it'll be interesting. But Garrett Thomas has got to be maybe Wales' biggest export. And I know you'd say Ryan Giggs, but uh, Gareth Bale. Aaron Ramsey. Okay. Yeah, he goes okay. But nah, Garrett's the man. Craig Bellamy. So, Timbo, while we've got you, uh, any Buku Kamas updates for us? Uh, it was a split round in the TAC Cup, and I don't <laughs> believe the Western Jets had a run. Um, but maybe this was just the week off that Buku Kamas needs to be able to gather himself for a massive finish, having finished all Australian earlier in the year. I think Western Bulldogs supporters everywhere would be very excited about having um, their future centre-half back or key running, rebounding defender, just uh, just bubbling on nicely for future years down at the kennel. Beautifully well said. All right, Timbo. Thank that's, you, Timbo. That's an awful amount of analysis. <laughs> adding adding the necessary integrity. Enjoy of your an... evening, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Thank Tim. you Timbo. Adding the necessary uh, analysis, just, anyone, integrity of analysis if, that this show needs, if, really. If anyone, from Fantastic. SBS, if anyone from SBS is listening, you got rid of Phil Liggett. <laughs> Tim would do it Tim yes. Davis Tim would do it for airfares and accommodation Mysteriously if you ring him up and ask him now What church are they going to be riding past He'd know He would know he just, He's just he's a bank of useless knowledge he's That was the only thing that that analysis was missing Was the uh, yeah. Yeah. review of the countryside They're riding past That sort of shit um, well, That's Latour covered thoroughly Thoroughly. For another week. So everything uh, else is just odds and ends. Just as odds we'll and say. ends. What do we want to touch on? World football, NBA, NFL? Is there anything happening in world football? I know there's, everyone's on pre-season yeah, tours, but that's really. all... Not much, really. World Cup stars. I can, like, I can understand French players and Croatian players being Was on extended a- leave because... They didn't finish up until two Sundays the ago. English and, uh, I, I have- Belgian players played one less day. Hmm. Yeah, I understand that as well. So I'm, I'm giving concessions for that, but there's a lot of players still who haven't reported... But they, they've got to have X period off as per their contract. So, I've got something small on football. Um, Deontay Wilder? On football? Deontay Wilder has transitioned into a football career. I'm not sure which Australian player it was, but re-signed um, for Freiburg. Oh, sorry, was it Freiburg? Freiburg. You're the one Freiburg. telling the story, man. Um, but no, the story really leads to um, Mark Bosnich saying that it was, it, it's better for the Australian national team for Australian players to be playing abroad. Yeah, absolutely. Just wanted is. to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, totally. I believe it to be so as well, but it was quite controversial, I suppose, when he did say that. No. Um, I, I think I think it's what 
I think it's the reality, I think the it's reality of the A League is needed as a transition for players. You may not get noticed when you're 16. Well, there's a bit of rumor going around that Arzani is going to sign for Celtic. Oh, I saw that, which oh. is good. If, if that comes to pass, mm. that's a good step. But we need a transition from your junior ranks to the A League, mm. and the A League needs to be competitive so that the 16, 18, 21 year olds are still playing competitive football and are able to get noticed. What the hell before to, they move um, overseas? He reflected on, on Croatia. We've talked about this to death. Well, he's Croatian. He, he, yeah. He's reflected on Croatia's run in the World Cup and how obviously a lot of all their players play abroad from, from their country. So, uh, And that being sort of one of the keys to their success in, in that run. So, you know, does that lead? You can't be xenophobic to the extent that you um, completely ignore the fact that every, almost pretty much every other league in the world, bar maybe that Indian Premier League, yeah. would be better than the A League. Mm. No, yeah. Not every, that's extreme. But yeah. there are so many leagues in the world that are better. Yeah. Better standard, better exposure training. Exposure as well is probably the key thing. Everything. So you look at it and go, well, if I'm Daniel Arzani, if I'm Sebastian Pasquale from a little while back with his... And the purse available. He's disappeared into the earth, Pasquale, mm. since going to Ajax. Um, he's probably not even there anymore. But he's, He's from Melbourne Victory. Yeah. But these guys, you'd be crazy not to take the chance to go overseas and train and live and mm. develop your craft over there. It's this nonsense thing that people can't accept or don't want to accept or incapable of accepting that the A-League is not even... It's not even really a fucking step ladder. Mm. It's not even really a platform to a bigger league. It's not even that. Mm. If you've got ability... You're That's what we need it to become. I agree. If you're, not, if, you're not, if you're still playing in the A-League at early 20s odd... Opportunity is probably gone. Oh, probably is. Maybe China, mm. but everywhere else, mm. you're done. No, yeah. I agree. That's all I had. Really. I, think, I, think I, think that's all, I think that's all we got on football. Yeah. yeah, I think so. There's nothing really, really. Pre-season tours. We had a bit of a holding pattern a with everything. Massive penalty shootout for you guys in, 26, in the states. Twenty-six. Yeah, for, nine eight. I'll be ringing months. Foxtel tomorrow because I had MUTV showing an. No, nah, don't ring Foxtel. I think I was watching an illegal stream. Okay. But it was through MUTV, which are broadcasting it into the UK. Yeah. Well, MUTV, which I have via Foxtel. It's playing the United Archives. United Archives. So, um, <laughs> and some special on... Sorry, I'm just eating a redskin. Some special on Jesper Blomquist. On, no, Ollie. Andrea Kanchelskis. So, I, I had some quick boxing news. Yes. As, Deontay. I usually, as I usually Where's do. Where's Deontay? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's rumours that he might potentially fight um, Tyson Fury, potentially. Who's good name, of, Tyson Fury. Good name, the Gypsy King. He the calls G- himself. Yes, he, does. he might uh, roll He's a big across. Big Manchester to- United fan. Yeah, I believe he is. Incidentally, yeah. Yeah. The Gypsy Kings. It's one of Alex's yeah. favourite bands. Yeah, I've never heard of him. You never heard of the Gypsy Kings? No. Should play a little bit. Oh my lord! Um, but anyway, the- Hotel California. Do yourself a favour. Listen to Hotel California by the Gypsy Kings. Brilliant. Their mm. cover. Cover. It's in Spanish. Okay. Weird fact about the Gypsy Kings, and Alex obviously knows this, but they're a Spanish what folk band type of thing. Yeah. Like a Spanish Mumford and Sons. But they are French. Okay. So it's, it's kind of weird. It'd be like me and my cousin starting like a an Italian band and singing Italian songs, but we're kind of we're Australians. So when we're marketed hmm. overseas, we're an Australian band singing Italian music. They're a French band. I think they're all Spanish. By way of descent, like, yeah. descent, but yeah, yeah. The Gypsy Kings, do yourself a favor, Ben, yeah. Ben, Ben, Maria. 
classic stuff. Oh. Think about it. No, no, uh, don't think. Do. But sort of the major thing, I suppose, is that a, a fight I think is potentially going to happen between Jeff Horn and Anthony Mundine, which we talked about. Um, Jeff Horn would might- rip Mundine <laughs> a new butthole. I, I don't want to be like too crude here, but I think they, it'd be like Back to the Future style. I think they should measure up Mundine for his casket. Well, he's he's posted on Twitter easy work with a little with, with a little fist there uh, next to the news he that, has no that's idea. come out. So, um, which should be interesting. So that'll probably happen at Suncorp uh, on a Saturday night in November sometime. So that'll be although having said that, Mundine's, Mundine's reached that point in his career where people want to see him get knocked out. He's he's been that for a while, but it's like now it's people will pay to watch someone knock him out, <laughs> and mm, which isn't good. It's likely to be Jeff. Yeah, I think he'll. I really think that. Anthony so they're close to an agreement, I think, on, on, on that potentially. Yep. So that would be good. NBA, Vince Carter signed on for another year. I didn't even realize. Did. How many minutes does he play? I don't Insanity. Know. It's his twenty-first season. He's forty-one years old. Yeah, but what's the point? Well, if you obviously can't find people better than him to oh, replace him, Jesus. Hmm. I remember him. Being- it's not a, the NBA. Isn't a league. Like the AFL, where you have to put up with mediocrity. We're going to put up with someone developing in a league that everyone has to watch. I remember you develop in a lower league. On the colour of like NBA Live 2004. Very good, Dunker. Very good. There's a really good uh, doco on Netflix. You haven't seen it, The Carter Effect? I've come across it, not watched it. Yeah. Check it out. It's really good. So, his impact on uh, on Toronto. When he is he still there. at Toronto? Atlanta. Jesus. Sign for the Hawks. He's, he's, he's gone. He's done... The NBA tour. He's gone around to a number he, of clubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NFL, obviously, everyone's pretty much in training camp. Correct. Uh, your man, Tom Brady, is he, uh, so he, turned has up. he returned up? He has. He has? Yeah, yeah. Every day? Has his mate been allowed? Tom Tuesday. His little Hispanic mate, on has he been allowed Instagram. to? Has he been allowed on the premises or? Uh, no, he's not. I think he's, he's banned. Alex Guerrero? He's banned from the premises. Viva la raza. Um, Segway to uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Oh, any news on uh, 40, 26 weeks? 26 weeks, 28, 28 dresses? 83 whatever. weeks. I haven't listened to this week's 83 weeks. I need a break. Yeah. Why? Well, because I was more of... It's was, losing its luster. You were, not, you, were, you were on it. Because I was talking about really interesting stuff initially, but what you unfortunately what you get, the more of Eric Bischoff you get exposed to, the more it becomes obvious that he's just a snake oil salesman. Like he came into WCW and was this slick, smooth-talking guy. He is like Alex Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> but he's this slick, smooth-talking guy and he wheeled his way, won his way up the, the ranks and eventually ended up running the company, ran the company. He can claim it all he wants otherwise, but he ran the company into the ground. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any answers when they couldn't buy established WWF stars and the company died in the ass because he mismanaged the talent. He mismanaged the roster. He mismanaged the booking. Everything about it. But that should make the podcast interesting no, no, to listen to. There's this sense what like he, he he and the host had a little bit of a bust up two weeks ago because the host made the point <laughs> the host made the point whenever you wanna whenever you wanna bury someone, whenever I bring up an incident that happened and you wanna bury someone, you remember it vividly and you say this is what happened. Whenever I put it to you that you cocked up that something you did was to, you know, I can't recall. And it, it gets tiring after a while because it's mm. like, mate, just own the fact. And he kind of does, but it's like, just own the fact that you talked your way up the chain at Turner. You got this plum gig. You were well paid for it for many years. Most of your ideas were garbage. You don't want to take any responsibility for the fact that you ran the company into the ground eventually. There was like, the, what's the, um, I'll just draw a blank on his name. What's the, the, the guy who um, 
he flew too Greek myth, flew too close to the sun, his wings burnt, wings melted. Mm. Oh. Is this mythical? Yeah, yeah it is. I know who the, you're talking about, um, though. I'm just short of blank on his name. But this idea that, mate, yeah, you were at the top of your game, but when the other flew guys... Flew too close to the sun. Yeah, because he had wings and the wings melted and he fell back. No, no, but that's what Eric Bishop Yeah, did. he flew too close to the sun. The idea that you ran the business for so long. Icarus. Icarus. Sure. Also the name of a satellite in Die Another Day. Yes. Um, but he, he just ran the business into the ground. Good. I liked it. And it got to the point where they, they flicked him, they sacked him, and... That was the last breath. But it's just frustrating. It's a frustrating listen at times because it's mm. like we're just going over the same thing again and again and again. Alex Guerrero's got some really interesting um, thoughts on Beautiful strength and conditioning. Seamless segue. Training. Um, oh. That it's Tom Brady's t- taken on board. No, it's not. It's he's, about, he's, it's about he, pliability, which I think is... No, is but he's, he's, selling, he's actually selling snake oil. Look it up. I'm not making this shit up. Oh, no, selling snake oil, but I thought you were talking about no, him selling his... selling the product. Okay, he's yeah. literally... Yeah, well... Yeah, he, he is a snake oil salesman. No, he is. No, no, no. It's very dangerous. No, no, he's literally age. a snake oil salesman. This but new age stuff is The dangerous. stuff that we're talking this about. This new age stuff is so dangerous. About pliability. Have, have a look at it. Have look, look, it works for Tom Brady. And I, mm. if, if I was the you Pats, know, I'd the let line. him keep doing what he's doing. But That's I wouldn't right. necessarily say that. I think Tom wants it to be rolled out to everyone. He wants to give Alex the gig. He wants to look after his mate. I'll get you in the club. And you can mm. start yeah, doing all this crap for everybody else. And the club is saying... No, it works for you. You keep doing it. Now, didn't he have a few mm. players on the books? Uh, yeah. So oh, there was a, th- with the Tom Brady doco, like Alex Guerrero was was there. He had like a private workout with Edelman and Amendola. Oh, no, I think it was... And even so those two went, were like... They, they, especially Edelman's like, nah, I, 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 I just want to hit the gym. Yeah, they hung out together off-season and, and because Tom's there, Alex is there. So it doesn't mean that Alex is, you know, treating others, but yeah. Such so you're saying Giselle's is uh, is Tom's beard? Ooh, oh, is that that's pretty? Is that the term? Did I get that right? Or did I do a Sean that I just absolutely butcher a saying? Well, I'm, that's pretty. Aren't I routinely found to be correct with these sayings? I don't think you. are No, no. The turtles and the pond. That and... wasn't. A, that was something that I just made up. That was not something that the is a turtles make it to the water. <coughs> is that not, all, like? not all turtles make it to the ocean, which is correct. They get picked off by the birds, seabirds. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, what's happening here? Um, while we're on NFL, yes, I want to take a sidebar. Yep, you got five minutes. We're going to wrap this yeah. up. Why on earth? I sort of talk about lingerie. Yeah, you do. I'm, I'm nervous about this. This is why I'm bumping us into time on um, NFL. If anyone has watched the show Ballers, yes, which is enjoyable, but still, like it's it's just it's lacking it's, something. It's fluff. It's just it's pretty crap. Do you know what I reckon it is? And I said this to Kelly. I reckon there's a lot of celebrities in ballers. We just don't recognise yeah, them. So we think the camera's filled with just extras. And I reckon there's players. Yeah, no, there is. And we just go. Broadcasters. Whatever. He's a linebacker for the Houston the problem Texans. With it but is, we don't know who it is. When they so. started, and I think with season three, have anyone seen the trailer for season three? I think they've corrected the fatal error that they made from the get-go. It just needed to be entourage in sports. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to be financial managers. That's boring as batshit. They needed to be player agents. We want to be agents. The most interesting character in the show is the agent. Yeah, Troy uh, Troy Garrity. When he's wheeling and dealing and trying to get deals done. He's the most interesting character in the show by a mile. What's his name? Um, yeah, the character. Jason. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the one. 
and these other guys should be wanting to work with him and his agency and whatever. But the point I'm trying to make is season three, the trailer comes out pretty soon, actually, the show. Yeah. Looks like they've corrected it. They've gone to LA, so they've moved the show from Miami to LA, and it looks like they're going to take it down this more sports management path. Because if you've been following the show, they they sold out their interest in the company and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. If Ari Gold is not in season three of Ballers... Which I'm, he won't be. Am, what's, what's he doing? What's, what's fucking, Jeremy Piven doing at the moment? Done. Jeremy Piven's on a comedy tour. I am done with what's, Ballers. If if Ari Gold... It would be well, you'll be done because he's not going to be in it. It'd be yeah. one, no, I, think, I don't think he will be in it. It just seems like the greatest missed opportunity. Imagine this. So the show starts... They, they, we're moving to LA because we want to get into sports management. We're going to go to the big dance. We're going to go to the Lakers and they're moving the, the football team there and this is blah, blah, blah. Ari Gold's not working in movies anymore because his story's tracked out. His he's, missus won't let him. His missus won't let him because he's just fucking, he should have stayed with Dana Gordon. Um, no, but, no, no. But imagine that. Imagine the thing when they go there and they're talking to some you guy. You can imagine Jeremy Piven doesn't want to be typecast what, like that. I reckon he'd be happy to do it. What else is he doing? Honestly, well, that's why I asked. There are 10 what episodes, else is he, what there else are 10 is he doing? episodes a year, and he would be in a quarter of them. And you talk about being typecast. Like, it's when this plays, thing started, when, when this thing started, like, the Rock has blown up so big in the last I'm two years. I'm surprised he's still doing it. That he's, he's like, where's he going to get the time to do this thing? Yeah. But he is. Hmm. So it's not about being typecast. Surely you can do 10 TV episodes. But can and you still imagine, continue imagine to how cool the moment do your other projects? If they sit there, we want to break into sports management. But he's an animal. Jason, you- Jason goes, oh, who are you going to talk? We've got someone you can talk to. And the big reveal at the end of an episode is it's Ari Gold. Yeah. It'd be, I'd love it. Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, no doubt it'd be It'd be amazing. one of the great moments. It'd be one of the great I don't understand why people don't don't cross, characters don't cross over shows. There's no reason why Ballers and Entourage can't be in the same universe. There's no yeah. reason at all. They're made yeah. by the same sort of executive producers, made yeah. by the same team, absolutely in the same mould as one another. Yeah. They share so much DNA already. If he was to turn up, it would be Unbelievable! It'd be, and you know what it oh, would too. It would give the show, it would give the show so much publicity that people would actually probably go and fucking watch it. <laughs> I think it gets a lot of viewers in America. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not. It's even, not. It's not any traction elsewhere because, like I said, it's very NFL centric. It's not entourage like though in terms of the well, entourage was celebrity in general. So it was sports stars, this, movie think, stars, Ari, TV stars, music guy, stars. Ari Gold turned up, and the idea is that since the movie ended, he's actually he's doing this now. Yeah. That would be awesome. He might take over that show if he... he I don't give a who shit. Who cares? The show needs that. You could actually segue The Rock out of it and bring Ari in. Yeah, you probably could. The oh, Rock's too big for this show. And The Rock would turn up every so often. What would he think of that? Who? Care. The Rock? He's, he's got get, no time to. That's what paid, I'm saying. He's getting paid $20 million he's a He's popping out kids left, right and center. He's getting paid $20 million bucks a movie to make 70s genre movies. <laughs> People are watching him in China. Fighting monsters, fighting you know, skyscraper, earthquakes, everything. He's done. He's done San Andreas, his natural disaster movie. He's Horrible. done. He's done his uh, skyscraper mm. movie called Skyscraper. You know the towering inferno yeah. type thing. He's done his um, monster movie Rampage. Yeah. He's doing. Uh, have all of those rated in okay. Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw? Jack. They're going to do yeah, a spin-off, yeah, no. uh, Fast and the Furious Twenty Seven. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. No doubt he he works incredibly hard. That guy. I mean, I follow him on Instagram and I see I a lot of his stuff videos. that he does. He, yeah. yeah, I sort of don't like you, his positivity. I like oh, positivity. Oh, I love great. positivity. Yeah, I I'm great. generally so negative. I think in, he's overly in negative. my mannerisms, and I need people like The Rock on my Instagram feed. Yeah. Hey, champ, buck up. Oh, fuck off. Have a shower and get to work. Yeah. I need that. Just guys are just so incredibly busy with that stuff that he does, but has time to go to the gym, work out and do other things, see fans and, you know. Mm. Make all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I love how people go, he makes time to go to the gym. He has a gym while in his house. You, while, you're, while you're preparing dinner 
or making yourself breakfast and all that. Eliminate that time out of the day, and I'd go to the gym too. Yeah, but he okay. has to personal go to the gym. chef, he, personal assistant. But he yeah, has sure. to go to the gym. That's his job. His career. Yeah, that's why I never understood people like Lance Whitnell. Your job is to be a professional footballer, to be fit. Yeah, but, yeah, but and to be a specimen. Yeah, I don't know if we're really. I don't know if comparing Lance Whitnell <laughs> and The Rock is the best. No. Uh, is that it? I uh, I watched a very competitive game of darts. Oh, oh no! I love the oh, darts. No. There's a knight. Hey! <laughs> hey! 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 180! 180! It wasn't Huck. It was like it was queued up, but so poorly executed. <laughs> it's like, you've had that queued up for about an hour, forgotten that we're even going to darts. Alex has brought it up and you've gone, oh shit. <laughs> I'm three clicks away from this. Um, yeah, about, sorry, what were you saying about the darts? No, I was just saying it was, uh, I can't even remember the players who were, who were in the match, but it was, was a it Raymond Van 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 Phil has, yeah, Phil From is out. what? What, you're too old to throw a dart? I think he's just made so much money throwing darts. He doesn't mm. need to. He was thrown, as my mate Kerr would say, world-class darts. <laughs> I get a phone call one night. <laughs> Me and my mate Kerr, Kerr Forbes, um, we used to put bets on a Friday night at work. <laughs> and um, during Friday night tricks, we put some bets on. And we'd always do a Phil the Power Taylor kicker. Hmm. You know, you, you add your $1.05 to your multi and it boosted a bit. I get home... <laughs> haven't heard from Kerr at all and all of a sudden my phone rings in the middle of the night I don't make it there but it leaves a voicemail message and he tells me to get up and turn the Foxtel on because Phil the Power Taylor is throwing world class darts <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to talk gibberish in what he probably thought was Italian but nah crazy crowds we, we, lo- we love crazy it. crowds at the darts oh they are yeah but it's, it it I think they brought it out. They brought it to Eddie Head or something once. Uh, Hisons. So it's just, everyone's there. They're all pissed. Let's be honest. The darts oh, is recall... a slideshow. The darts is, yeah. it's just it's happening. It, yeah. yeah. I recall, uh, I don't know what, what uh, soccer match it was, but in the UK, and, and there was an American commentator um, on, on the broadcast, and, and they were talking, but darts came up, and he was just, he was flabbergasted there was that many people at the darts. He's mm. like, 20,000 people at the darts? Are you serious? <laughs> like... Are they going crazy about darts? They don't get... Americans watch sport like we do. Like, yeah, the NFL has your crazies, right? But they watch it. They sit there and they observe. They don't... And when something happens, they cheer. Whereas in the UK, obviously, and it's very football-based, they chant. And I remember a fight, a Ricky Hatton fight. Um, And obviously the British, I think it was in Vegas, and the British got round. And the boxing commentators couldn't understand. These guys, they're not here to see a bloke punch another bloke, hey, they're too far up in the grandstand to see anything. Anyway, they chanted for 12 rounds or however long it went for. The commentators were amazed. It's like uh, Conor McGregor's Irish uh, contingent that follow him around. Yes, crazy. Very similar. Now, against my better judgment, we're going to transition now. No, no, no. The last segment of the show. Fabian's going to... No, no, you're pumping this up to something that it's not. It's just a small question I had to ask. And it's sports-related because... No, it wasn't sports related. It was only no, no, sports no. related. Look, no, 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 no. At the end we, of your we sent each other te- we sent each other text this morning. Yeah. And I uh, I asked a question about ladies lingerie. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. 
Um, sounds sports related. Yeah, it sounds extremely <laughs> sports. No, no, no. no. Oh, Quick backstory. Driving home last night, heard on the radio there was an ad, 60% off lingerie, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, I'll go home and have a look. And I'm going to get some. Get some for, you know, for my lady friend, for, for the missus, for the wife. And um, <laughs> not for all three people, just, <laughs> just the one. <laughs> so um, I'm having a look at the website and I see a lot of crotchless stuff on sale. I'm thinking, what is the point? Where are you, so, where are you looking by? No, no. No, it, it, I can't remember what it was called. It was no, it was a legit. It wasn't like a sexy land or something. It's a legitimate, like a bras like, and things. Or? Yeah, it's like that type of setup, right? And I'm thinking, okay, one or two items, but there was a lot, which made us start thinking about. So it wasn't about the ladies' crotchless panties that we wanted, <laughs> right? It was, more, it was more to do. That's what that's what it came out of. Like I, I texted you guys and said, hmm. "What's the point of it?" Hmm. I got the conversation here. Do you want me to transfer? No, 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 no. And then... No. <laughs> I think we're going to... So, Fabian, no, no, no. 6.36 a.m. I think I may touch on women's lingerie in the pod tonight. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is made up. This is made up. <laughs> I responded, this why, is made up. why have you started wearing it? Fabian responds, I'm searching for some, yes. For me, no. Some of this stuff is outrageous. I responded, crotchless, question mark. He answered, a lot of crotchless. Mm. That's that's. The, I, 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 de- I deny this. I, I will fucking post a screenshot of that. Yeah. Okay. Then I say it. I can't. I can understand in a sex shop, but getting crotchless panties. No. I, I can understand in a sex shop getting crotchless panties, but in general, women's lingerie store. Wow, we. And it comes up, and this is why we're talking about it on pod about the whole point of a jock strap. Yeah. Now, I said that I am miffed about jock straps. Yeah. So the other part we didn't even have to speak about on this really. podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't get the purpose of them, and, and neither do I. My it wife, seems to be a, a thing that's talked about on a lot of American um, sports shows. They all wear it. Or, you know what it feels like? It feels like this. Like so, Kelly said, "Are they protected? As in, as it, are they like clubs. solid? Like are, are the part that holds the? They can be, but in general, they're just like a, it's like the front pair of an underpants, and the back is cut out. So they're, they're like a crotchless, like <laughs> it's an arseless pair, arseless, arseless pair of pants." <laughs> But you still have to have the straps. So why not just wear underwear? That's my whole point. I don't understand. Yeah. It feels like something that someone started doing however long ago. Yep. And then it's just continued. And it's a little bit like you see nowadays in the NBA. This is the, the honest truth. They ran out of things to sell. So in Nike, for instance, they go, we've got the new Jordans, the new LeBrons, new Kobe's, and we've got the shoes, we've got socks, we've got shorts, we've got skins, we've got the singlets. So then they had to make shit up. So now players are wearing sleeves, a I, compression sleeve. I, I, okay, I just looked it up. What, what is the, what's panties? the no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've already you've already done that for me. But um, what is the purpose of a jock strap? And it, it brings it back to Tim's segment about oh, cycling. Okay, and that's all it says. <laughs> it doesn't really elaborate, but uh, uses an undergarment for supporting the genitalia. Yeah. During cycling. Box, boxes are very big, especially in the United States. Now, obviously, for sport, you can't wear boxes because you, your fellas are just flying around everywhere. So <laughs> I think that's why the jockstrap maybe was invented. But did that not lead to the traditional style jocks Didn't they just figure, underwear? I just don't see why they, they thought, you know, we'll just lose the back half. <laughs> Get some air. We'll just cut Get the, some circulation. We'll just cut the boot off the back of this. Like it's imagine for 
improper wipers. How that's going to be in, in, on the uh, on the actual <laughs> on the actual oh, pants? No. Like, I, look, I, honestly, we don't understand what is the point of a jock strap. So you wanted to put it to a poll or this, this a, conversation. a question? I just want to make it abundantly clear that this conversation this morning did not start out like this. No. How'd your shopping go in the end? <laughs> I've identified a few items that, 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 that don't look fancy. But, um, when, does the, when does the sale conclude? Now, there's a few other items that we'll talk about off pod. There's a, there's a few... Spe- we, we don't have to. There's... Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. I will show... No, no, no. I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk about it. Okay. But this is a legitimate product, right? There's a... No strings attached, self-adhesive panty. I've seen that. What is the point of that? Yeah, I've seen that. It's effectively for females. It's like a pad. Yeah, it's not for men. That it's that has like <laughs> that has adhesive at the front and back. It's like just put a pair of undies on, <laughs> or don't, or don't. Or don't. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, or, or go crotchless. Whatever. <laughs> this is this, now the only this is. You this feel is like this is just the crotch. So they've gone. They've, it's hipsless. They've scaled it back so much that they've got crotchless panties. They go. You know what we can do? You know what someone's done? Just the crotch. Someone sat there and thought, you know, it worked a treat. Crotchless. Far. It just will invert that. Who is buying this stuff? Weirdos. Like you said, like if it was on a sex shop or whatever, yeah, you can understand. <laughs> it's, it's a bit kinky. This is just people wear this in every day. I wear bonds. Normal Y-front jocks. Bikini brief? What's a bikini brief? <laughs> it's very high on the side. No, nah, just a normal <laughs> pair of men's... men's yeah. Mutandi, mate. That's what I call them, jocks. Yeah. Just normal. Are they like trunks or are they... No, 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 no. I, 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 anything around my thighs irritate the shit out of me. Oh, that's I, what this, this, that's what this, this uh, hipsless, thighless underpant is. No, I don't, want, <laughs> no, no, I don't mind it up on my hips. So you a box or briefers, man? Uh, boxes. Boxes? Boxes. Well, cotton boxes. So airbox. So they're tight. They're tight. Well. They're tight boxes. You know what I tend to wear? Are you a boxes? I, as well? I, I tend to wear a lot of the time. I tend to wear. Uh, you, you cycle a lot. Do you wear a jock strap? strap? <laughs> I know. I wear that, uh, that that contraption you just showed us. Um, <laughs> What's well, just that's a pouch? A, I don't think I make it for men, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I wear uh, like what are effectively uh, Manchester United soccer shorts with no undies. Like skins, no, they're not skins. They're like soccer shorts. All right, so they've got a b- inbuilt yeah. set of undies. Yeah. Well, that's all right. It's interesting. Sean's getting texts from who? Who's huh? texting you? One of my work colleagues. Okay. Good. Ahmed for who? Ah, uh, no, not Ahmed. Okay. He's not the boss anymore. Well, is that? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We'll touch base on maybe next week to see how the. Uh, no, that's went. Maybe we were supposed to talk about. Let's clarify this because you guys make me sound like a pervert or something, right? It's we were supposed to talk about the purpose of a jock strap. We still haven't got to in, the bottom of that. In well, kind of no one knows. Oh, it's like pun, pun, in, pun it's intended. Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's 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 the underwear version of a pair of arseless chaps. Like, what is the point? What's the point? Can someone clarify? In a weird way, I don't want to make this too personal, but if you're playing. Football or baseball or whatever. Yep. And you're wearing a jock strap. Yep. Like, I don't know about everyone else. My buns get a bit sweaty. So I think just having them <laughs> hanging out. That's, Seriously. That's not helping anyone. In the region between the front and the back, 
Wowee. Wowee. <laughs> the drought in Queensland, I would seriously, there'd be crops the next day. I'd just wring it out. <laughs> and there'd Jeez. be sugar cane popping That'll up. That'll be out a soundbite as a promo for this, uh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's removing profusely in that region. But by removing that bit of fabric, I'm not sure what problem that's solving. I think Does that provide some problem. air, some circulation? I don't know. Jesus. This has gone way off topic, but. And that doesn't solve the, the no, purpose of the jock strap. No. I think the jock strap is to hold the front area. Yeah, but why, but why not just pants? wear underwear? Perhaps they were invented before. Pants? No, before, <laughs> no, before, before underwear. <laughs> they got halfway through and thought, you know what would be fucking better? Like, my ass is just hanging out. Why don't we, <laughs> just cover it up. Why don't we put some fabric? Well, we... <laughs> it was, I just... We'll take... We'll talk about... Um, Maybe we'll see what the feedback is. We'll talk about Wilfred Zaha's. Uh, you've ever seen that? What? Jock strap? Uh, it's not a jock strap. It's more of a. I'm just going to say it. Have you haven't seen this ad before? No. It's like a cock sock. Well, the Chili Peppers used to wear on stage. It's, it's a pair of skins with like it's, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, with an area that at the front. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's like cycling shorts with a with a yeah with a special with like, a region. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Stop. What do you mean it doesn't make any sense? We'll probably edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just got a hard cut to me saying goodbye. Well, All thank right. you very much for listening. Anyway. On behalf of Fabian Gawad-Agnolo. Uh, Buonasera. Oh, arrivederci, ragazzi. Alex Billen. Au revoir. Oh, and thank you. me, Sean Pino. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you we'll signed up with next week. Live life, love, and whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>